You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, November the 3rd. It's Election Day. My name is Lucas Smith. I am the Cardinal mega fan. And uh, yeah, today is Election Day here in America. So I would encourage every one of my listeners to go out and vote. Vote for whoever you think is, is best. But I encourage everybody to go out and vote today. Um, and if, if, if you want to hear a different type of election, I'm uh, a guest on Locked On MLB podcast today talking about the Hall of Fame election. So if you want to hear me talk about the Hall of Fame, head over to Locked On MLB after... You listen to me break down the St. Louis Cardinals starting rotation. So the Cardinals had a number of players start this year. So I'll break down the, the top, really the, the, the main four or five here um, that, that started a game, especially towards the end of the year. And, I, and then I will answer your questions, which uh, will, uh, well, you guys had some good questions, especially on, on the Instagram story. You guys responded well. Um, so uh, I will get right into the, kind of the main starters. The, the guy who started the most games for St. Louis in 2020, I get it, short year, but was 38-year-old Adam Wainwright. He had 10 starts on the season, and he pitched decently well for the most part. I mean, did he, he tailored off near the end a little bit, sure, uh, but, but for the year, he was... He was 5-3, and three, excuse me. Uh, he had an ERA... Of 3.15, and that was his lowest uh, in a since 2014, really, when he when he won 20 games. Um, he had a filling of percent, p- pitching a 4.11, a little bit high, one wins above replacement, four, ground ball percentage of 43. percent So he was really the Cardinals' most consistent pitcher from from day one. If you look at his um, at his game log for the year, he had some really really big starts, especially n- near the um, Really, every single one of his starts was huge, absolutely huge. Uh, he had a couple of blow-up starts here. He had one against Kansas City. Um, that was one against Kansas City, one against Cincinnati. Were the only two times he gave up more than three earned runs. So I mean, that was huge for Wayne Wright. He pitched very well. I think that he was really probably in contention for the St. Louis Cy Young Award, if you really want to go that way. But beyond him, the guy he pitched really, you know. Pitched as good as he did, really, was was K.K. Kim. Sorry, uh, having some technical difficulties here. But K.K. Kim was really good. He was 3-0 and in, in eight games, seven starts. He also picked up a save at a 1.62. He did not pitch well in the postseason, did K.K. But he, he came over from Korea and pitched extremely well. He, he was a guy that the Cardinals really, at least for me, didn't know what they were going to get from him. And they got a really, really solid starter for a year. And it'll be interesting to see how he, he rebounds in 2021. And then Jack Flaherty was a real head scratcher. Uh, he he pitched forty and a third innings this year. Struck out his K per nine rate stayed the same as it has in the last couple of years. Uh, gone up a little bit actually, ten point nine three. His ERA though was four point nine one. Fielding independent pitching was four eleven. Uh, so it just really wasn't a typical Jack Flaherty year. Uh, wasn't what we expected from Jack coming off of a dominant second half of two thousand and nineteen. Uh, but but beyond him, you have guys. Beyond those top three, 
you know, let, 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 let's dive into one more starter, actually. Uh, let, let's go into Dakota Hudson. He's missing 2021 because of Tommy John. But I was really, really impressed with, with Dakota this year. I think that he really got better as the season went along, if you really want to look at it that way. Uh, th- these are his innings pitched uh, throughout the season, starting on the 26th of July in, against Pittsburgh. Four and a third, four innings, four and two thirds, six, seven, five, six, and then two innings in his last start. Uh, at Pittsburgh uh, when he came out with that injury, but he got better and better as the season went along. Three and two on the year. His ERA is two seven seven, filling independent pitching of four and a half, fifty six percent ground ball rate, just a home run per nine innings. His walk rate had gone down the last couple of years, which has been impressive. So I think the Cardinals are really going to be hurting next year without Dakota Hudson. And I'll talk a little bit about next year's rotation when I answer you guys' questions, because you guys asked some pretty good questions about that. Uh, but but the Cardinals really, to have 58 games played, uh, like I said, the only person to start double digits was Wainwright. The closest behind him was Ponce de Leon, who also stepped up in a big, big way uh, near the end of the season, because you know w- whenever he was, was first starting, we really wondered, or I really wondered, if he had enough to, to stick around at the major league level. Because he just didn't seem to have it. I mean, there there was that blow-up start, especially against Cleveland, was really the big head-scratcher when he went two-thirds of an inning, gave up four runs, walked four, didn't strike out a single batter. Uh, and then after that, against Minnesota, he went three innings and struck out four, so that was the kind of head-scratcher. But after that, he was absolutely filthy. He had six innings against the Milwaukee Brewers, gave up two runs, punched out nine, punched out nine Pirates five days, four days later, rather. He went five innings there, gave up two runs. And then five days after that, he... Punched out six Brewers again, going six innings, giving up just one earned run, picking up his first win as a starter on the last day of his regular season. His strikeout per nine rate was huge. 12.4K per nine. His walk rate was also really high, though. 5.1 walks per nine, and has given up just under just over two home runs per nine innings. So, I mean, it, for Pines de Leon, the stuff is there. I feel like for a lot of these Cardinals, especially when you look at position players, when you look at a guy like... Um, like like DeYoung needs consistency, Carlson needs consistency, O'Neill and Bader need some consistency. Ponce de Leon is that guy for me that really needs consistency. You could also argue that Dakota Hudson needs some, but I thought he found it throughout the course of the season. He got better and better. It wasn't just spurt of really good, then spurt of really bad. But if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Adam Wainwright was going to lead the team in starts, I would have said, eh, okay, I would have guessed Flaherty, but he had second. But if you would have told me that Ponce de Leon had eight, which was good for third, and KK Kim had seven, which was good for fourth, I would not have believed you. These guys stepped up with, with the COVID layoff and and everything else. The pitching was ahead of the hitting, but man, it's got to be a, a tough job to be to be a pitcher and to start and stop like the Cardinals did a couple different times, and especially that 17-day layoff. That had to be extremely difficult, and especially for a guy like Wainwright, who is just so in a, in a routine after so many years in the major leagues, and to start that you know that game off against Chicago so well. But the Cardinals, they had 58 games this year. And like I said, only one guy started double digits. In 58 games, they had 10 different guys start a, start a ball game. Two of them only starting one, Jake Woodford and Alex Reyes, both had one start. But other than that, everybody had four or more starts. Gomber had four. Johan uh, Oviedo got five cracks at it as well. Carlos Martinez had five cracks at it as a starter. But I think really when you look at this this starting pitching rotation as a whole, it was impressive. They, they stepped up. I talked about it with, with Mark Saxon last week on, on whenever he was a guest of the show. They might not have the big-name guy, the, the big one-two punch, because behind Flaherty, really, you know, there's not that big-name one-two punch, but 
They're really deep in that. I mean, they, they had 10 guys start a game in a 58-game season. They needed to. They needed that depth, and they, they got that depth. And they had guys that, that probably could have started that, that didn't start. I know that um, Cody Whitley has, has expressed desire to, to, to still start. Uh, I'm sure that guys like John Gant might want another crack at it. And I'm sure that um, Alex Reyes would have wanted more cracks at it. Junior Fernandez will probably get a crack at it here, here shortly. Ryan Helsley might go back in the starting rotation. But just to have all of this depth is extremely, extremely impressive if you're a St. Louis Cardinal fan. So uh, I'll give my grade out in, in, a little, in a little bit, but... Just to have the depth that the Cardinals did as a starting rotation was was huge for them. It, I mean, it really stepped up and it really saved their season. So um, th- that's kind of my overview of the starting rotation. Uh, in, in just a moment, I, I do want to get into you guys' questions. I want to talk about highlight a couple of different pictures as well. Um, but I, I will do all that coming up in just a second. All right, so again, I will get to your questions. You guys had some really good ones coming up in just a moment. I do want to tell you uh, that the... Um, the BBWA awards got announced. Finalists got announced yesterday. Um, so I will go ahead and give you my predictions and breakdown of all of the NL awards on tomorrow's show, on Wednesday's show. So be, be sure to tune back in um, for for that. And yeah, uh, be giving that. I'll, I'll tweet that out, Instagram that out as well. And I appreciate the uh, interaction on, on Instagram and Facebook. You guys are really responding well to the, to the questions and keep that up. I, I love it. Um, I'll get to a couple of your guys' questions here now. So the first question uh, comes from Instagram. These are all going to come from, from Instagram today, LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, this one comes from at Connor.love13. Could we see Liberator in 2021? I think there's a really good chance of it. I don't think that he's going to be rushed. The Cardinals are not a team to rush guys to the major league level, but. It was reported, uh, I talked about this a little bit, and then Mark Saxon as well of The Athletic, who was on the show last Tuesday, talked about how he was the one pitching for the Cardinals summer camp. And, he, you know, there's no way to verify this, but the naked eye re- results were really good. Molina was impressed. Young was impressed with what they saw from Lathie Libertor. He is the guy that the Cardinals got back in that trade for Randy Rosarena. If that if they want to win that trade, or if they want to, you know, get a little heat off them from this trade, Libertor needs to, needs to be the guy. He needs to be the... They, they, they cannot have guessed wrong on Libertor, is what I'm trying to say. I think that there's a really good chance we see him in 2021, especially if, God forbid, that they, they lose Adam Wainwright and Michaelis isn't healthy enough to come back. Dakota Hudson's already out. That's three starters you're going to have to replace. Now, I, I do think that, Hutt, that uh, Michaelis and Wainwright will be back, but maybe they're not. So I think that Libertor definitely has an option to, to, to bust in that door. And even if, if Michaelis and Wainwright come back, you've got Flaherty, Wainwright, Kim, Michaelis. That's four guys. You're, you're going to have a, a fifth spot because I don't think anybody is going to walk into that fifth spot uh, guaranteed. I think Martinez is going to bid for it. Libertor might bid for it, like I said. Gomber's going to put a bid for it. Ponce de Leon's going to fight for it. Again, if all these guys are on the team, which I'll talk about in, in just a moment. But yes, Connor, I do think that there's a really big uh, chance we see Libertor as, as, you know, as an option fighting for a spot in 2021, and I wouldn't be upset with that at all. I really, really wouldn't. So thank you, Connor, for, for that question. Our next question comes from at Ben Ozvath. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. He asks if Martinez is better as a reliever or as a closer. L- let's just go into the stats first. He actually has relieved more games than he started, believe it or not. He's got 135 games as a reliever, 152 thirds of an inning, 150 and a third of an inning, excuse me, um, his ERA in that time is three three seven. 
Uh, he, he's given up four home runs, 60 walks in, in those 157 innings, 147 punch outs. His whip is 1.26. And um, his opponent slashing is 237, 317, 310, OPS of 627. And then OPS plus against him is 85. As a starter, 123 games. He's 50 and 37 in that time, 732 innings, 723 strikeouts. So both strikeouts per nine are about even. His total OPS plus against him is 103. Um, like I said, 123 games. He has a opponent slash on of 245, 321, 372, 693 OPS against him. So this is one of those times, you know, when you look at a guy like Martinez, there's so much more to meet to the eye than him for stats because his stuff is a lot better than his stats have shown. But I do think he's better as a reliever. Uh, his stats show that. My, my only question, though, isn't isn't the stuff. I think the slider's really good, the changeup's really good, and the fastball is really good when he can control it. And that all comes from his his mental capabilities. I think he, he gets lost a little bit. I still think he's really, again, I'm not trying to speak about him as, as a person, but I think from a pitching standpoint, he really is a, he, he is immature. He reminds me a lot in terms of his head case or how, how rattled he gets. He reminds me a lot of, of Jaime Garcia. When Jaime Garcia was right, lefty for the Cardinals years ago, it was Jaime Mania, as they used to call it. You know, he was he was filthy, really good changeup. Really, he really had similar stuff to Martinez, but he was left-handed. But Garcia would, would fall in early trouble and couldn't get out of it, and really just couldn't find his zone after he got out of it. And I just think that Martinez is one of the one of those guys that needs to be sharp early, whether it's early in a game or early in an appearance. If, if he gets rattled, if he gets into any sort of trouble, I have little to no confidence in him that he'll get the job done. But that said, he's been able to get the job done as a reliever, like I just mentioned. It just seems that he, he gets rattled. and he, I don't know if he's a closer. I'll put it that way. Uh, he's got 31 saves on his career. I don't know if he's a closer. I, I think he's more of a setup guy. I mean, I'll tell you what. If, if he can get his head right and if he can find his stuff consistently in the bullpen, a bullpen of Genesis Cabrera, Alex Reyes, Carlos Martinez, and Jordan Hicks, just those four would be lethal. I mean, talk about a stable or a stallion, or whatever the Rays called their bullpen. You know, if the Cardinals got a lead, that's going to be tough to come back from if you've got all those guys on their marks. And again, that that all comes down to, especially with Carlos Martinez, can he get his head right? I just don't think, you know, he's 29 years old now. This is last year under contract. The Cardinals might try and ship him out. I really do. But I just think that as a reliever is where where he needs to find his... His fit. So thank you, Ben, for that question. A couple more questions to get to before we wrap up the show. Uh, at Ritter underscore WX said, needs more Wainwright. <laughs> I agree. Um, Mr. Ritter, I think that the Cardinal rotation needs Wainwright in it for one more year just to kind of pass the pass the buck along to to to, um, to to Jack Flaherty. And then at Owen Dreyer asked, could you see us trading for trading for or signing someone to upgrade the front end? You know, there have been some people that, that want, you know, Cardinals to go after a guy like Trevor Bauer, uh, but I, I just don't see the Cardinals putting any money. There's also been talk towards Charlie Morton now that he's a free agent. I just don't think that the Cardinals can put any money towards a starting rotation that succeeded last year. When you look at the team in 2019, or excuse me, in 2020, no one's going to point to that starting rotation and say, wow, that's a weakness, especially when you look at the numbers. They're going to look at the outfield and the offense and say, wow, that's a weakness. So I just don't see, if, if they did, I wouldn't agree with it, and I just don't see them doing that. They've talked so often, really for a long time, about how they need to fix the offense, and I just don't see them trading for or signing someone to upgrade that front of the rotation. 
I think that of all the times that I get on Mike Schilt for trusting his guys too much, not going out for that superstar guy, I think for the starting rotation, they do need to trust their guys because those guys have actually performed at the major league level. Of all the, the starting the starters, I think that Carlos Martinez is the one guy that I would be willing to trade. But again, that, that that's only going to be like I talked about a couple episodes ago. If you missed it, I, I talked about the idea of trading Martinez. you got to get an impact bat for him. If you're going to trade him, you've got to get major league ready, preferably already major league pieces in, in return for him. So uh, thank you, Owen, for, for that question. My, my final question comes from at May underscore Fiera. Pardon me for, for botching that. Um, but he he asked, for my starting rotation for 2021, and can Alex Reyes make the starting rotation? I, I think that Reyes has a chance to make the starting rotation. I just like his stuff a lot more in the bullpen. He's got a very, very live arm. Great fastball curveball. We've seen it. I think he has found a way to get past the mental hurdles. This is a guy that has been through a ton he got suspended for, some, I think it was marijuana use early in his career. I think he has daughter that has had some health issues. He's had a number of health issues in his career just in terms of baseball injury-wise. He's been through a ton in his major league career already. And I just think that he he's one of those guys that you need down there in that bullpen. He, he can be a stable force down there. And I, I think he can make the rotation. It it's, has nothing to do with the question of his abilities. I just think that he is better suited for the bullpen and if I'm the coach and if I'm Mike Schultz that's where I'm sticking him so but uh, two things to finish up as I finish answering this question is my starting rotation for 2021 uh this is difficult just because um you know we don't know who's coming back but as I sit here uh Tuesday November 3rd 2020 uh, I'm going to say that Adam Wainwright comes back and that's going to you know influence this next decision I think that Adam Wainwright, Jack Flaherty, and KK Kim are your three guarantees next year. And then I think Miles Michaelis gets his starting rotation job back. And that fifth starter is really, really a toss-up. Assuming everybody is healthy, and from what I've seen, everybody does what they need to do, I really think it ends up being a toss-up between, uh, for me, again, my starting rotation, it becomes a toss-up between Austin Gomber and Ponce de Leon because of how impressive they were down the stretch. Again, with how they finished 2020, I would probably lean toward Ponce de Leon. And then I either stick Martinez in the bullpen or I stick Martinez in a trade and get him out. So, again, my, my rotation, Flaherty, Wainwright, um, KK Kim, Miles Michaelis, and Daniel Ponce de Leon. So that finishes that question. And then my overall grade for Cardinals turning rotation with everything they had to go through is an A. Yeah, the Cardinals 2020, which all we could do is we could complain about, oh, I could do it. It felt like sometimes was complain about certain nitpicking things. I'm giving this starting rotation an A. There were only a few starts that these guys blew up throughout the whole season. And with everything going on, with the, with the double headers, the COVID layoff, and everything else, this starting rotation gets an A. So that, that'll do it for my show today. To, be sure to tune back in tomorrow when I um, kind of break down the, the BBWA awards, MVP, Cy Young, uh, rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, all in the NL. I'll stick in the NL because the Cardinals are, and I'll give my predictions. So, but, uh, until then, I'll talk to you guys. I'll talk to you guys then, and be sure to follow the show on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals, and Instagram as well, and follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. But uh, be sure to vote today. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.